Hey aunties, welcome to Daisy Diaries, hosted by me, Alina. Make sure to follow at the Daisy Diaries podcast for more updates and behind the scenes of our episodes. And now let's get into our next guest. So I can't believe I'm saying this, but our next guests are the founders of Nominal, Akram and Lena. They are the sweetest couple. And you guys are probably familiar with their jewelry because it's amazing. And you guys should check it out if you haven't already. I'll, la- I'll leave a link in the bio of this episode. Nominal was also recently featured in Allure, so cool, for being one of the 10 Muslim-owned fashion and beauty brands you need to know about, and I completely agree with that. So make sure to check out Nominal and follow them on Instagram at Nominal, and please keep listening. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hey, Lena. Hi, Lena. Hi. Nice to meet you guys, and thank you so much for doing this with me. I love your jewelry. A lot of people love your jewelry, Um, and (laughs) thank you so much for, you know, wanting to take the time out to do this with me. And again, like congratulations on all the success Nominal has. And as a young Muslim girl, I love what your brand stands for and I'm all for it. So um, I just wanted to start off with, tell me a little bit about yourselves. Like, uh, where are you guys from? Like, how did this come to fruition? How did Nominal become the brand it was? So um, I moved from Wisconsin to Arizona when I was 12. Akram and I were actually classmates um, at a small private Muslim school. And um, we got married when we were 22. And we always kind of had this dream of wanting to start a business together. um, But we didn't know exactly what it would be. Um, So we kind of discussed and, you know, he had a passion for watches. I had a passion for jewelry and accessories. And we kind of meshed the two and decided, um, let's start a brand that helps people kind of live with intention. So that's kind of how it came into fruition. Yeah. Yeah. And I was born and raised in Michigan also. So it's funny because me and Lena, we both moved to Arizona from different places, uh, both from the East Coast in 2006, both for the same reason to economy related. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to a Islamic school called Arizona Cultural Academy. Uh, and we were just really friends, classmates up until um, I graduated or we both grad. I graduated my bachelor's. Lena was about to graduate with her bachelor's. Um, and that's when we kind of uh, took each other seriously beyond classmates. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I've always had a love for the Arabic language and I've always had a love for art as well and business in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so really we combined like my love for Arabic and art and business uh, with Lena's love for design and jewelry. We put the two together and then we were able to create Nominal on January 22nd of 2018. Uh, so we're, it's about two and a half years old. Yeah, it's still a baby, toddler. It's it's still a baby, but it's like everywhere. Like you guys, I think you guys are really good at like um I personally think because I got I follow you guys like on Nominal's Instagram and stuff. Like I remember like in 2018, like you guys did like some type of giveaway about like um like repost this picture and get a giveaway. And I'm not kidding, like everyone at Rutgers, like that giveaway was on everyone's Instagram story. Like I was like, what is going on? Yeah, I think what did anybody end up getting it from Rutgers no I don't think so but I just remember it was like I would like everyone from Rutgers it was like it was like everyone's story or like insta story was like this post that you guys was and I was like who like what's nominal like what is this and they're like they're giving out a free watch yo like it's so cool and I was like I was like oh my god and that's what like everyone at Rutgers is Rutgers has a huge Muslim population as well so they are just like they love this like they love aesthetic stuff and they love like being Muslim so it's like amazing (laughs) so that's how I learned about nominal like your Instagram following is like amazing and I love like the campaigns you guys do with that so I think that that was a big strong suit for you guys was that giveaway (laughs) 
a lot of people talked about it. I mean, we even saw people tweeting about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was like, what is this nominal company I keep hearing about? And they didn't even tag us or anything, but like we had friends that would come across these tweets regarding us and screenshotting it and sending it to us. And people were like, man, if I see one more tweet or one more <laughs> repost on Instagram about nominal, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, yeah, it, like you guys are like Arizona based. So like here in Jersey, it was going crazy. I was like, where are they? I thought you guys were like a local, like New Jersey, like, like ownership or something. And they're like, no, no, no. I don't think they're from here. But like everyone's Insta story was that giveaway. <laughs> yeah. So good, good on that. <laughs> but, um, and then I just wanted to go into like, how is it like working with your significant other? Like, obviously there are probably challenges and like creative differences and stuff. So like, how have you guys been able to like, you know, balance that and become a successful, you know, pair to work together? I think um, kind of creating my own space to kind of have my own career also outside of nominal. So I'm a speech language pathologist. So I oh, work wow. in a clinic doing therapy three times a week. So kind of having like my own space to like kind of like pursue that passion, I think really helps. And then coming and like sharing stories and sharing things that I've learned at work with Akram. And then when I'm not at the office, Akram showing things that happen at the office with me. So kind of having that like separation, I feel helps. Um, and then sometimes if we're just like, you know, let's say like we're on like a road trip or something thing, we'll just kind of like look at each other and say like, let's just not talk about business and let's just enjoy each other's <laughs> company. So kind of just being intentional with that. But I don't feel like there's been many challenges. I feel like we have good chemistry, like work chemistry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, you know, with any business in general, whether we're both, whether that you know, the married couples both involved in the business or only one of them is involved in a business, especially in the startup world, it's always going to be, you know, there's always going to be after hours. There's always going to be like waking up early or going to sleep late. They're going to have those moments, you know, especially like before a convention or before a sale or during a sale or the after effects of a sale where we just got to put in the extra hours. Uh, we've had our ups and downs, you know, it does get difficult at some times where we have to bring work home or one of us is working and the other isn't. Uh, but for, for the most part, I mean, it's just communicating properly. We do our best um, to kind of like even let each other know ahead of time when a, when a certain period within the business is going to be very busy, that way expectations can be straight, uh, certain accommodations can be made. Like I remember there was a time where I was going to be very busy with nominal. Um, and so Lena went and uh, she visited her sister um, <laughs> or, or like things like that, you know, where certain accommodations are made, but it just comes down to communication and setting proper expectations. And I think that we are doing better and better at that as time goes on. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, things are good. Alhamdulillah. Absolutely. That's awesome. And I think the worst part is like the late nights. I feel yeah. like when you're <laughs> at the office until like nine, I'm like, call you and I'm like, come home, please. <laughs> and I, I'm guessing um, you're like more business side or is it like, um, and you're more like design and stuff or is it pretty equal at this point? I'd say that's about right. Yeah, about yeah. right. And you know, Akram does a lot of like the business aspect and I'll kind of come to the office and work more on like designs, even like the small, like nitty gritty tasks, like mm -hmm. organizing, cleaning, you know, making sure people have food, like things like that. Like, I don't feel like there's a job that's too big or too small for uh, Lena's the culture. She's the culture queen within the office and she's the, <laughs> the design artsy aesthetic. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think everybody has fun and everybody's happy. I'm just locked up in my office in a corner. <laughs>
Okay, awesome. And then um, did you did you guys face any challenges since Nominal is like Muslim-based, religious-based, inspired jewelry? You know, there's a lot of people that might have like, you know, like comments about it and stuff like that because it is religious, well, not religious, but you know, Muslim-based jewelry or just like, like you said, there's the intention behind it type of thing. So yeah, um, I would say that there have been times where, like, for example, we got a comment uh, probably about a month ago on Facebook where it said, um, I wish you guys had jewelry that wasn't Islamic. And really, the majority of our website, I would say 90 to maybe even 95% of our website is not Islamic. Um, but our best selling piece is the Ayat Kursi piece. Right. But in terms of product count, the majority is not Islamic. I mean, we have custom name necklace. We have uh, bars that have certain words like sabr, patience, peace, love. Um, so we incorporate Arabic into the majority of our designs, but not necessarily Islam. Uh, and with the Islamic pieces that we have, we always recommend that you don't wear it to the bathroom, that you don't uh, wear it to any place that is not pure. Um, and yeah, so we, we just do our best to make that disclaimer. People do ask every now and then, uh, what they should do. And we always tell them there's different rules of thought as well on that subject. Um, some have, some say that you can just tuck it into your shirt, for example, uh, when going to the bathroom, you don't necessarily need to take it off or flip it so that um, the, the cursey, for example, isn't facing forward, uh, things like that. But for the most part, I mean, I would, I would say a comment about that subject is made not even once a month. Right. So it, it's, it's pretty rare. Yeah. And again, like, as someone that like buys your jewelry and I wear this piece a lot and I have a lot of like non-Muslim friends just because of like where I live and stuff and they actually it, it beca becomes like a conversation starter for me like they're like oh like um is that like like is that they think it's like um they're like oh is that Arabic what does it say and then I explain to them it, it's just my name and then they they kind of start asking more questions and it, it's kind of become like a not just a conversation starter but also like a way for me to educate my non-Muslim friends about like the piece that I'm wearing and what it means so um um, I, I look at it in that perspective because it gives me the like the ability to tell them more about like my like religion or like why I wear it and like what it represents. So I see it in that perspective. <laughs> I love it. I think we have a lot of people coming to us and telling us that like it's a good conversation starter. Um, one time I was at one of the conventions and there was just like a piece that said sabir on it, which means patience. Right. And somebody had come up to me and just gave me a hug and was like, I really needed this. I really needed this as just a constant reminder because she was going through something rough. So it's nice to have these like pieces that really resonate with people within themselves, but also like, you know, remind other people and like are good conversation started too. Yeah, absolutely. I, so another question is what are some things you have learned from starting your own business that like if someone's listening to this that wants to like learn how to start their own business, like what are some like tips you would give or things that you wouldn't do that you've learned now? I think the best thing to do is to just start, just mm -hmm. start and be okay with like having that expectation of like, I'm going to mess up, like I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm just going to start, just go for it. Mm -hmm. That was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I think there are plenty of good ideas. Guys have. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of good ideas in the world. I think a lot of people have the capability of coming up with a business model or a product or a design or whatever that would be popular. But I think where a lot of people don't succeed is um, just being consistent, being determined, uh, being optimistic that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's just the, the resilience in that, I would say, is the difference between one you know, group of like the difference between some business owners or some brands and others. 
a lot of a lot of people have potential, but they kind of either just don't believe in themselves or they're not patient. So kind of on the same subject, but a different word is patience. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to be patient with the process. Absolutely. And then my one of my last questions is like, do you guys have any future plans of like expand? I know you guys do like nominal men and you guys do like neon signs, but um, are you guys um, thinking about expanding in other like endeavors uh, using the, the brand nominal? Like you guys, I know this, this is probably like a sneak peek, like don't tell, like, you know, surprise type of thing, but like obviously any plans of expanding to other avenues? Uh, so we have nominal men, we have nominal neon. We're working on nominal kids as well. Oh, that's so um, cute! <laughs> pieces. Yeah. <laughs> and even even within just that, um, a lot of times, like we know that we're so capable of so much, and we know there's a lot of potential. But sometimes it's just a lack of resources. Um, there's just a million things to do, and sometimes we spread ourselves out pretty thin, and we don't put a effort into every single aspect like nominal men for a long time to be transparent with you i mean we didn't post for like four weeks um just because we're just like understaffed but now we're growing the team and now we're starting to put those resources in place and so now we're starting to get that consistency in posting and and providing the content for the different demographics i guess so like nominal men and nominal kids and things like that so uh we're finally putting work into those different avenues of the business and uh expanding those avenues rather than just the main page nominal Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a lot of plans kind of outside of COVID as well. So we had a lot of plans this year that we had about 20 events, um, just globally, uh, that had to get canceled, unfortunately, but it's okay. Um, and so we plan to just have those same events next year, inshallah, if all is well within the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we plan to also have a fashion show, uh, in probably the hottest spots in the United States and worldwide. So we plan to have a show. Um, so we would always go and set up booth at different conventions, but this time we kind of want to do our own convention. Um, while still, of course, going to the other conventions, but we want to do our own thing uh, as well and um, just have a bunch of people come out and uh, have a ticket system as well and get a bunch of influencers and, and people that, you know, the fans would look up to. And we plan to have these events in California, New York, uh, Toronto, London, Chicago, Michigan, uh, Arizona, of course. We hope to do that next year. Absolutely. When get better. That's awesome. And like you mentioned, influencers, you guys have like really taken like not use, but like you've used like the Muslim influencers as a lot of like marketing, if you will, or like I I just see a lot of the Muslim influencers that I, you know, like follow, they like are like sponsored by you or like gifted by you or whatever. So I feel like um that's also something new that I feel like a lot of people in the Muslim like industry of beauty fashion industry, like they are sponsored by you, which is like a very cool thing that did you guys just like see it from like other brands doing it. And then you guys kind of like, uh, like understood that influence marketing is like very important these days. Yeah. I would say Lena did the majority of influencer marketing at the very beginning, Mm -hmm. uh, where we would, Lena would find the influencers. I would find the ones that kind of I looked up to and that I would, you know, buy the things that they were wearing and I wanted to be like them. So um, I would just kind of message them on Instagram in our early days and just, you know, see if they wanted to, you know, wear our product. And they're phenomenal. So it's been, it's been really, it's been really nice seeing all of them. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see like influencers that like the the Muslim ones because I followed like non-Muslim ones and they have like those like brand deals and all that. But it's cool to see that like a Muslim based like brand also like does influencing marketing because I feel like it's important to, you know, like put the influencer base 
for like Muslim brands as well. Um, and then lastly, I end all my episodes with a quote. So if you guys have a quote that you guys like live by or you guys think about on a daily basis, like please share with me and everyone listening. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to mess it up, so I need to look it up. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> this happens every time I interview someone. They're like, okay, hold up. Like, I got to... I do have mine, uh, but to be honest, I don't know who it's by. Um, and I don't... I'm going to paraphrase as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Time passes anyways. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell myself that whenever there's like a daunting task or something that I know I need to do or um, if anybody, so I also went to grad school. I did my master's in business and business administration. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, you know, I just, I'm such, I'm not an academic by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I always did poorly in school. Um, I always hated school. Um, it's just far from my passion. And I just have like attention deficit I don't know. I have some kind of attention deficit disorder as well. My mind is always in different places, but I've just never been like an academic. But when me and Lena got married, um, I felt like my life was, you know, getting pretty serious. And then of course with marriage comes future kids. And I was like, there's no better time than now. And Lena really pushed me and motivated me to go and get my master's, even though I knew that I wanted to be in business, but I wanted to have something under my belt just in case, you know, by the shot, anything happens to the business, I have some kind of security. Um, And so, that's an example of a time where I told myself time passes anyways, you know, two years from now, I'm going to either be glad I did it or wished I, I had done it. Um, because you know, two years from now it would have been over or I would have just been getting started. So I might as well just start it and get it over with now. And the same goes for business. You know, it's going to be rough at the very beginning. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a lot of hours. And I think to be honest, it'll always be a lot of hours. Um, but it'll always be the hardest at the beginning because there's that uncertainty, you know, you don't have the proof of concept. You don't have, uh, you don't know whether or not people are going to purchase. You don't know, what the risk is going to look like and how that's going to affect you. But, you know, time passes anyways, you might as well do it now if you know you're going to do it one day. And so that's been really good for me. Absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) I got mine. Okay, great. (laughs) By Hafez, it says, even after all this time, the the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights up the whole sky. So just, you know, I feel like Nominal's been a really good platform for us to help a lot of different organizations. So it's more about not what I can get, but what I can give. So. That's amazing. And I was, I was gonna end with that, was like, how are you guys planning on like, I know you guys have already been doing amazing things, but like, how are you guys gonna use this like platform that you guys have made? Like, I know it's a business, but I feel like it's more of like a movement, if anything, cause you guys are like a very like successful Muslim brand and you guys are, you know, based like as a Muslim brand. So like, how are you guys planning on further using your platform for like Muslim voices and stuff like that? Cause I know you guys have already kind of started doing that. Yeah, I think Nominal has been a really good sort of vessel for social justice, a lot of social justice advocacy. I know there's always more that we can do, but, um, you know, of course, for the Black Lives Matter movement, making sure that, you know, we were keeping up to date with all of that and posting. And then that whole entire month, we um, sent our proceeds to a lot of Black Lives Matter organizations. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, from day one, it's been a goal of ours to kind of use this brand also as a platform uh, to raise awareness, to raise funds, to do a lot of good aside from just building a brand and pushing products. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we hope to, beyond that aspect of the world, we hope to be able to inspire others as well to kind of like chase their dreams, uh, pursue anything that it is that they've ever wanted to do. Um, we hope to inspire others to get uncomfortable 
and uh, really wor work towards that. Mm -hmm. um, we want to be like a Muslim company that we want. So our goal is to be, you know, the largest, inshallah, Muslim brand in the world. That, that really is our goal. And we do believe that we'll get there. Um, and it's important that we're that we say that we want to be the largest, not just brand, but Muslim brand, because mm -hmm. I feel like there aren't too many Muslim brands that others can look up to and be inspired by. And I want people to look at us not in a way where like we're showing off or anything or, you know, we want to show our faces or be celebrities. It's never it's never been about that. But we want people to look at us and see themselves in us as, you know, a Muslim individual mm -hmm. um, and know that they, too, can, you know, do something great and create something that can you know, have positive influence in the world. Absolutely. And honestly, like, this might sound cheesy, but you guys were inspiring for me to start this podcast because I was like, oh, like, they're Muslim and they're doing amazing things. And like, and it's, it was kind of when I bought this piece when I was like, wait, like, they are, they're so successful and they're Muslim. And I'm like, you know what, like, I could probably do something that I want to do too, without like being scared. And like you said, being uncomfortable, like, this is uncomfortable for me too. But like, thank you so much. <laughs> You, so your energy was so good. You did amazing. It was easy. We just had a mm -hmm. nice flow. So. Aw, thank you. We thank feel like we're talking to a friend. Yeah. Aw, you guys are so sweet. Yeah. No. Once again, I want to thank Akram and Lena for being so amazing. And I learned so much from them. So again, make sure to check out Nominal. And bye, aunties.